0: Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. Well, I hope that you all had a very merry and blessed Christmas. And I just hope it was a wonderful, wonderful time for you all. I know our family did have a great time together and just experienced a a wonderful weekend of celebration and togetherness and it was just a great great time and uh, we prayed that the very same thing transpired for each and every one of you and uh, you know I'm looking forward though as exciting as all of that is I, I've got to say I'm more excited than ever for what God has on our horizons amen and and I'm, I'm happy to meet you here on the cusp of a brand new year and because you realize that before this week is through, before we gather again, the, the page will turn. And there's, there's just something about that turning of the page from one year to the next, isn't it? It just it, it feels like a crisp new notebook. I mean, it's just all the pages are blank and we have all these anticipations about the stories that are going to be written the chapters that are going to be added in the coming year we're making plans we're we're scheming in our minds and our hearts we we're we're just some of you're like you're you're like at the race and you're in the gate and, and you're just waiting for the great gate to spring so that you can get out and off to the races next week in the new year Because you're gonna just fire the world up and turn it upside down You know, we have some interest and expectations for the new year every every year, don't we? I mean, you know, we're, we're gonna become many things that we've never been before That we've never had the discipline to do or the courage to do before we're, we're just, you know, we're gonna be prompt we're gonna get fit, we're gonna achieve more, we're gonna spend less, we're gonna have a better attitude. And you know, I I don't mean to sound like a pessimist this morning, but the new year is one of those places where the old adage rings true. That wherever you go, and I want you to think about this really hard, it's, it's really deep and philosophical. Wherever you go, there you are. Okay, The same you from 2021 is going to be the same you in 2022. Nothing, nothing magical is going to happen at the stroke of midnight. All of your quirkiness, all of your shortcomings, all of your faults, wherever you go there you are and as we venture into this new year you need to understand that you know as as confident and everything as you may be about it if there's anything about you that hindered you in the year past understand that all of those things are coming with you into the new year all of those things that they're they're coming with you and you know what i realize as i'm heading into the new year as I'm heading into this new year, I realize that I've got issues. I've got issues. How many of you got issues? Hey, Amen. All right. That's uh, that's probably one of the most honest responses I've ever seen from a show of hands in all my life. I think we had 100% participation because we've all got them, right? We've all got issues. And and some of us are gonna find that no matter how big our hopes are, no matter how big our aspirations for the new year are, when we, when the calendar turns January one, we're gonna be looking around, and there we're gonna stand with all of our hiccups, with all of our hangups, with all of our baggage, with all of our all of our vices, and all of our habits that that we just wanna shed. So. Anxiously we want to get those things off of us so that we can be everything that we have intended that we want to be and I have issues and You've indicated that you have issues one of the things and I've identified a few key issues in my life that that sometimes hinder me From moving forward and moving into God's best because I want to tell you something today wherever you are whatever you are Experiencing of God today in the present moment. Can I tell you? It's only uh, as rich as it is as sweet as it is as great as it is It's only a precursor to what God wants to do in your life Because wherever you are in him There's always more of him for you and I to enjoy and to experience and to discover and we're going to be talking in the coming year about going deeper in God going deeper in the things of God and sometimes we, we've all got those we've all got that angst this time of year where we're just so excited to, to start new things and to launch on new adventures but there's a few things that once we get there and we, we find that opportunity is afforded us we find that we're still there with all of our issues and sometimes we're hindered and a few key areas that I've identified that really hang us up is that I've got issues with my past I I love history and it doesn't take much to amuse me and much to the annoyance of my family one of the things that I do love given the choice of things to watch on TV is historical documentaries I, I just love I can sit there and just watch it and soak it in and you can go back as far as you want to from ancient times to more recent history and I just I sit there and just soak it in I've walked the battlegrounds of Gettysburg. I've toured colonial villages. And it just absolutely intrigues me the way that people lived in the past, the way that they did things, the way they accomplished work, and the social interactions that they shared. And in essence, the way that they did life. Kids, can I tell you this morning that some of the most brilliant minds in history never had access to a smartphone. They didn't have access to Google to do their homework. And it was absolutely amazing. I told told Pastor Lisa the other day, I said, do you remember, do you remember being in the yard, hearing the phone ring, figuring that you'd never make it in time anyway, and you just said, "Ah, if it's important, they'll call back. And you moved on. I mean, it's just, they'll either leave a message, they'll call back or whatever, but you, you weren't like, oh my, oh, Gotta, I gotta get that. No, uh-uh, we did we did it was It was a great, it was a great thing. As good as I love history, however, there, there is one piece of history that I'm not particularly pleased about, and that is the man that I used to be before I came to Christ. It's, and it's a plight that's common to man, and, and the truth of the matter is, the Word says that we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And honestly, our past is a history that is haunting for a lot of us. It's, it's binding, it's intimidating. In our minds, we know that God has forgiven us, but somehow or another, we can't forget, and we can't let go. And moreover, a lot of times, we can't forgive ourselves. And because of that, somehow or another, we feel disqualified. We feel like we are so discounted and discredited and we are so broken by things that we've experienced in the past that certainly God cannot unfold for us a great and glorious future because if he only can reflect and remember what I was, what I've done, what I've been, then it will be be quickly recognized that there is no redemptive value in my life. I've blown it. I've messed up. And daily, we're we're reminded by the adversary of what we were before we gave our heart to the Lord. And through this remembrance, he will heap on condemnation that does not belong to us. He is called the accuser of the brethren for a reason because he accuses us before God and he condemns us in our own mind. And oftentimes we will stand on the brink of opportunity and we will be reminded of what we have been and we will assess that we are not worthy of what's before us. And we don't rise up by faith and seize the opportunity because we've got issues with the past. Now. Obviously I want to give you an illustration from scripture and my my problem with finding an illustration for this thought from scripture was not the scarcity but rather the abundance of times that we see the Lord dealing with issues surrounding someone's past. But one instance in particular just absolutely wouldn't let me go. There, there are many people recorded in the Bible whose lives were just so wretched and so messed up before they met Jesus. But all that it took for them was that initial contact with him and their lives were forever changed. I mean, they were different from that moment forward. And one such person was a woman who had been trapped by the religious leaders of that day and was taken in adultery and drug out in the city streets before Jesus to be abu- uh, be condemned and to be tried she was caught in the act of adultery and she was about to die for her sins now you all if you've studied the word any length of time at all you know this story well and if you if it's new to you then just follow along real close we're going to give you the the reader's digest version here is going to go real quick but there was this woman who was taken in adultery and there was a trap from the religious leaders to bring her before Jesus and see what he would say whether he would pardon her whether he would join them in condemning her and and you know Jesus just took it all in stride and he, he made this statement he made this statement that is confirming of the statement that we've already made in this place that we've all got issues, that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And he says these words. He says, listen, hey, do what you need to do, but just let he who is among, among you who without sin, let him cast the first stone. And as the narrative goes that one by one, they dropped their stones and they all walked away. Jesus simply turned, began stoop back down, riding in the sand again. And one by one they all dropped their stones and they left. And, and at that moment was left only Jesus and this woman who had been accused. And he finally turned to her and he said, Woman, where are your accusers? And she said, They all left. And Jesus said something to her that I believe there may be someone or the sound of my voice that you need to be reminded of this morning. Where Jesus looks at her and said, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. There, this this passage here is so rich. This this one little phrase that's so powerful, it's so rich, it's, it's just rife with what we need for this moment of life and this moment of living and that is this that Jesus said listen I'm not here to condemn you either I'm here to encourage you that there is a more fulfilling life in me than what you've been experiencing in the world. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to redeem you. I'm here to cheer you on. I'm here to push you forward. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. So what we get from that today in the context of our conversation is this, that Jesus would say to you and I, listen, your past is in the past. I am greater than your past past get up and go boldly in faith go boldly in courage go boldly in confidence into the thing that I'm calling you to do to the person that I'm calling you to be to the heights I'm asking you to ascend because here's the deal if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness And today, if you're dealing with things from the past, I challenge you to look to the all-sufficient grace of God as the resource for dealing with those things. Whether, Whether you've been saved or whether you've not been saved, that at this moment is irrelevant. We all have a past and it all always wants to haunt us and keep us from moving forward into our best future that God has planned for us. And I'm challenging you today, don't let the issue of your past be a stumbling block in your future but look to the grace of god and hear the resonant words of christ in your heart neither do i go go i have issues with the struggles and strains of this life and as i hit this point right here especially my heart just breaks for for so many in our congregation and just Things that have been happening to them physically, emotionally, spiritually. And, and, you know, just things that people have been having to deal with. And I've got to tell you, I've got issues myself with the struggles and strains of life. How many times do you wish that life simply just had a pause button? Yeah. I mean, like, you, you run up on these situations and you just, you're like, Ah, I don't know what to do. And, and you just wish you could just slap pause for just a minute... And take a breath and get things figured out. If you you just had a second to assess before you had to move, before you had to do something. If you could just sit and contemplate what's going on around you and try to gain some sense of understanding before you had to move forward. And it seems that life has its ways of beating us up, doesn't it? Sometimes you just have those days when it seems like Mr. Murphy has... Paid you a visit, anything that can happen will happen. And sometimes those days turn into seasons, and before you know it, you've spent weeks and months, maybe years just wondering when something or anything is going to work out as it should. And we have so many struggles. There's a great struggle that we have today, and that's in the area of relationships and perhaps Today, you're in one of those places where you're grappling with some issues. Someone's betrayed you. Someone has cheated you. Perhaps you're struggling financially and you're wondering when there's going to be a break. Maybe you're struggling physically or mentally or emotionally or even spiritually because of something that's going on in your life. Today, I want to encourage you that this, this world offers a lot of remedies for the struggles that we face. And quite honestly, the, the remedies that the world offers us often only serve to compound the struggles that we have. Because I'm telling you that your answer is not found in a needle, it's not found in a spoon, it's not found in a shot glass, it's not found in an aluminum can, it's not found in anything that you're going to smoke or anything that you're going to drink, any pill that you're going to take. The answer for your need today is found in Christ Jesus and in him alone. His grace is sufficient for you if you will only lean hard on him and look to him as your source and your supply. I once read of a man who had a lot of issues in this life. And in a summary of his life experiences, he once wrote these words. He says, I've worked much harder. I've been in prison more frequently. I've been flogged more severely. I've been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Are you feeling better about your life? Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a day and a night in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from the Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at the sea, in danger from false believers. I have labored and I have toiled and I have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and I have been naked. This is what this man has suffered not for the sake of his own life But because he was a witness of the gospel of jesus christ He's got issues He's got issues You thought you were about to lose your mind I mean how much can one guy stand to deal with And this is not even a complete list you understand that This is just some of it. At one point, though, however, he was given what's identified in the word as a thorn in the flesh. And we don't know whether this was a physical ailment or something different, but nonetheless, three times he prayed to the Lord. And and you, you may be in one of those seasons yourself where you've been facing some things and you've just been praying to God and saying, God, take it away. I need you to remove this thing from my life. And I've been in those situations so many times myself when I just, I wanted, I just wanted desperately for God to just show up and just change things, change my situation, change my circumstance. I wanted to, I've stood with the faith to say to the mountain, be removed, believing that it would be cast into the sea and the mountain did not move. But though the mountain did not move, though the mountain was not cast in the sea, I did find the anointing, I did find the strength in my life to be able to climb. And can I tell you today, I'm better for having climbed the mountain than I am for having my pathway always paved and smooth before me. And Paul prays and he says, Lord, I I need you to get this thing out of my life. And the voice of the Lord comes back to him. And it's the same for you and I today. And it's these words. And and the Lord spoke to him and said, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Now today you may be here and there, there may be something on your heart for which you have prayed. And you've asked the Lord to remove for you. But whatever the reason, it persists. And today, I want to challenge you to lean hard on the sufficiency of God's amazing grace to see you through challenging times. The challenging times of yesterday will quite possibly follow you into the opportunities of tomorrow. But the challenging times of yesterday need not keep you or hinder you from God's plans for tomorrow. Finally, the greatest hindrance in my life is that I have issues with my own imperfection. Let's face it, sometimes we just absolutely blow it. We weren't as Christian, whatever that is, we weren't as Christian as we should have been. We try to please the Lord, but somehow or another we can always seem to find that there are things in our lives that are contrary to what we're trying to portray to the world we're like paul as he wrote to the roman church and says for i do not do the good that i want to do but the evil i do not want to do this i keep doing everybody with the spirit of dennis the menace just Slip a hand up, right? (laughs) For I do not do the good I want to do. But the evil, I do not want to do this, I keep doing. We, we lose our tempers if we're not careful. We say things we shouldn't say. We let our emotions take control of situations instead of walking in the truth. We, we don't let the word guide our every thought. We are at times driven by fears instead of standing in faith. We don't pray as often as we should. We don't read our word as regularly as we should. For the good I want to do, I do not. But the evil I don't want to do, this I keep doing. We are weak. And we are incapable of times of upholding that great decree that we made to the Lord. Oh God, this year I'm going to. Lord, if you'll just get me out of this situation, I will. (laughs) The Spirit is willing flesh is weak. It seems that every time we want to correlate God's grace to flawed humanity, we look at the life of Peter. Man, I, I can so identify with Peter. Peter was a man so near to my own life experiences he, he vows great things to the Lord, and he tries his best, but he just can't do it. He can, he can get caught up in the moment and let his emotions take control. His, his heart's in the right place, but his flesh just keeps getting in the way. He wants to walk on water, but he's scared of the waves. He wants to be fully devoted to Jesus, but he puts a great deal of stock in what those around him are thinking about him. He says things oftentimes that are counterproductive. (laughs) You ever just say stuff and you wish you hadn't? We're all familiar with what might have been the most disappointing moment in Peter's life. Peter forever immortalized as, as the man who denied the suffering Christ before a little girl outside of a judgment hall. Just as Jesus had predicted Peter denied him three times that night, it was such a disappointment that the Bible says that he went out and he wept bitterly. Can I tell you that no matter how grandiose your plans that begin on January 1, your flawed self is going to be there to get right in the middle of it, to mess it up. To make a mess of things, to to say stuff that's going to leave you scratching your own head wondering why'd you say that, why'd you do that, why'd you respond that way. But a few days later here after Peter's worst flop, worst flop ever, Jesus has died, been resurrected and a group of people visited the tomb. And instead of finding Jesus' body, they found a young man dressed in a white robe who said to them, do not be alarmed, he said. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. And he's not here. See the place where they laid him. But go and tell his disciples and Peter was Peter not a disciple no Peter was a disciple but the last time Jesus and Peter locked eyes Peter was failing him and maybe you came into this place today and you didn't feel worthy to lift your hands and praise the Lord you didn't feel you didn't feel worthy of the presence of God that was in this place that was so so permeating the the atmosphere of worship today because of because of your own flaws and your own failures and your own shortcomings but but you know God our God is a very personal God and he knows how to meet us in a crowd not just to ambiguously speak over all of us but he knows how to speak to all of us corporately and each of us individually all at the same time And the instruction here of the angelic messenger is you go and tell the disciples and Peter. He is going ahead of you into Galilee and they will see him just as he told you. Yeah, tell Peter. Yeah, Peter, the guy who blew it, the the guy who got it all wrong, the guy who was weak, tell him there's a message of God's grace that remains for him. It doesn't matter that he messed it up. I still want to meet with him. I'm still going ahead of him to Galilee. I still want to confer with him and share with him a plan and a dream and a destiny because even though he got it wrong, it doesn't negate my plan for his life. I want to challenge you today to go boldly go boldly with your issues into this new year don't be hindered by your past failures don't be be hindered by the struggles that this life presents Don't don't be hung up on the fact that you're not quite as perfect as you'd like to be because I'll make you this promise nobody can do you like you nobody can do you like you and God created you for such a time as this all of your blemishes all of your faults all of your misgivings all of your failures God created a you for such a time as this there is a purpose there is a plan for a you and there's nobody to get up and pursue the plan for you but you Give your burden over to the touch of grace today and find a strength that surpasses your own. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Pastor Lisa referenced this verse earlier and I, I want to I take a little deeper dive on that as we're closing out. I'm going to start and you finish okay. greater is he that is in me right mm-hmm. greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world and, and some, somehow or another in our minds we can only frame that in the context of something going on in the spiritual realm we, we just, hallelujah, we see Jesus with his foot on the devil's neck. And that is a great pictorial. But somehow or another, we're able to compartmentalize ourselves and remove ourselves from that and say, thank you, Jesus, glory to God. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. But we, we skip out on the in me part. Like, th- that just, somehow or another, it just doesn't... It, it doesn't get from the head to the heart because all that's encapsulated in that phrase in me greater is he that's in me it's it's not just he that's in the world greater is he that's in me than he that ruled in my past greater is he that's in me than the war that's taking place in my mind right now greater is he that's in me than the battle that rages within about all my insecurity and all of my inadequacies greater is he that's in me than all of my mistakes all of my wrongs all of the times that i have moved in imperfection greater is he that is in me And I believe church, we need to let that get down on the inside of us. Greater is he that is in me than all of the circumstances of this life. Greater is he that is in me than he that sprung COVID on the world. Greater is he that is in me than than the financial hardships that I might be facing. Greater is he that is in me than the infirmities that are trying to vex my life. Greater is he that is in me than any problem I'm facing or will face in the future. He is greater. His grace is greater than all those things. And I, I just, I don't, I don't want you to be lost in any hype right now in this moment. Very, just as straight as I know how to tell you. It's not complicated. We, we complicate things. We just, I just can't figure it out, Pastor. I just don't know. No. Serve the Lord. Just, I mean, people sit idle for years and years and years and years and years and just can't figure it out what it is that God wants them to do. Well, something is a good start. Something is a wonderful place to start you'll figure it out from there he'll he'll he will reveal things to you but he's not going to show you the third step when you've not taken the first take the first there's a drawing there's there's a pull on your heart the Spirit of God has been dealing with you and it's it's nothing new I'm not saying something to you that you're not familiar with but the Spirit of God's been dealing with you and drawing on your heart and for whatever reason you've been excusing yourself you've been sidelining yourself and setting that aside and just you know just praying and calling out to anybody you can and just saying hey I just don't know what God has in store you do know what God has in store for you knock it off start quit disqualifying yourself because Jesus said neither do I condemn you go My grace is sufficient for you. I know know you're, you're, you're gonna mess it up, but I've still got a plan for you. You're not gonna do it perfect. It's okay, just do it. I've had to tell people before, didn't like what I was doing. Hey, I know you don't like what I'm doing, but I like the way I'm doing it wrong better than the way you're not doing it at all. Be bold. Be brave. Be courageous for God in this new year. Pursue Him with everything that you have. Don't don't let the voice of doubt and fear and discouragement rule in your life. You know what I want to say, Pastor Trey? Next Sunday. Next Sunday. I, I want to see people. There's some of you that the Spirit of the Lord moves on your heart and there is nothing more that you want on a Sunday morning than to get out from your pew and come and stand before the altar and lift your hands and praise God. But, but the thought of what somebody else is gonna think about you keeps you glued to the back of your pew. I curse that in Jesus' name. The Word says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, amen? i'm not inviting you to lose your mind but i am asking you to take your liberty in the lord amen and 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 just just step out be courageous don't the i don't know half the people in here don't know the thoughts that you've had that the devil's trying to condemn you with when you come in here for worship i gotta i promise you i've got issues these people have issues Some of you have spent a lot of time with your family this week. You've recognized the origin of your issues. (laughs) That was ugly. I'm sorry. I want to pray over you. God, I I just, I believe. I believe, Lord, that I'm speaking to world changers. I believe that I'm speaking even prophetically right now over worshipers and servants in the house of the Lord that are going to speak life that are gonna minister life, that are gonna display life, that are gonna be a testament of life to generations. And God, right now, I I know that you have a plan. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I curse insecurity I curse the lie of the adversary. God, I'm not worried about the flaws. I'm not worried about the imperfections. I'm not worried about the mistakes because I know that you're greater than all those things. But God, I know that action has to be taken before any of those things can ever manifest. God, right now I rebuke the fear that holds your people captive. Just because we've got some issues, that's no reason to stand dormant. That's no reason to not worship you. That's no reason to not serve. That's no reason to not witness. That's no reason to not offer everything that we have as a living sacrifice to you, O oh God. And God, I declare that 2022 will be a different year Because you are going to loose people in their callings. You are going to loose people in their anointing. You are going to free people to do things exceeding abundantly above anything that we've ever asked or thought. And Lord, right now, in unison together, we declare victory over the year ahead. I want to encourage you right now, whatever you've been struggling with in this year that's passed, I want you to right now begin to verbalize and declare victory over it right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever vision God has given you for the year ahead, I want you to go ahead right now and verbalize victory over it. Call it out right now. Lift your voices to the Lord and begin to declare victory right now in this place. Come on church, lift it up. You You don't need music. You don't need music right now. You don't need somebody to sing you a cover song to declare the word of the Lord over your life right now. God, I declare victory for this church. God, I declare victory for this people in the name of Jesus. Lord, those that are struggling physically, I declare that they are healed in the name of Jesus. Lord, those that have been struggling with vices and addiction, I declare that they are free in the name of Jesus. Those who have been struggling emotionally, mentally, Lord, I declare a breaking right now in Jesus' name. I declare they are freed from the bondage right now in Jesus' name. God, for those that have been struggling with fear and doubt, God, I pray that it perishes at their feet as they rise in faith and begin to stride according to your call, O God. Lord, let it be in their lives. We declare victory. We declare prosperity in the coming year. We declare your goodness over their lives. In Jesus' name, church, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Clap your hands, all you people, and declare the goodness of God.